You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Twenty years ago, Central City was hit by terrorist attacks. That guy called himself the trickster. Whoa, someone was rocking the unitard. The psychopath has the capability to destroy the city. The trickster! Are you familiar with the movie Speed? You go below 600 miles per hour, it'll explode. I can't run forever! (laughs) It will blow if you stop moving. Run, 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 run! Listening to Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash Slash Arrow podcast. Each week, Glenn and I sit down and discuss the DC double shot on the CW. Glenn, we watched both episodes this week, both of us. That's yeah, a, we did. That is an improvement from last and week. I watched them almost live, but I, I did almost. watch them on the same day. I, I finished Arrow at 8.04, so it was four minutes behind a live po- uh, episode, and then Flash, I, I watched. The hour afterwards, so. Uh, so yeah, we've got. Uh, let's get it underway, man. With season one, episode seventeen of the Flash called Tricksters. Uh, so uh, we've got Barry and uh, and Joe West, and they are going after a man named Axel Walker, a terrorist, sir, who goes by the name Trickster. Uh, and he, uh, Axel, sets a diversion for the Flash so that he can break. Uh, James Jesse, the original trickster, played by Mark Hamill, uh, from 20 years prior, out of prison. James and Axel attempt to extort wealthy patrons by poisoning them and ransoming the antidote. Uh, I'm sorry, but you skipped like 20 minutes of the episode. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just going based off of the uh, the the paragraph here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll co- it should cover most everything. Uh, and everything that I don't remember, because it's been two days. Uh we can fill in the gaps afterwards. Uh, so when Flash arrives, the tricksters fit him with a bomb that will detonate if he stops moving. Actually, it was really great because uh, he's just like, "You ever see the movie Speed? It's just like that." If you, but it was like if he if he goes under what was it six hundred miles an hour? Yeah, if you go under six hundred miles and you're the bus, so yes, run, run, runs. Oh man, he was Mark Hamill was the Joker, and yeah. I should have just called him the Joker because that is what he did. He just did the. Pretty much did the voice, I think, right? Yeah, it was it was a much more subtle. Yeah, voice. but oh man, could you hear it? Oh yeah, you could oh. hear it. Especially, he didn't go all out laugh, but he Came he definitely close. did the <laughs> like he did the, the really dark, deep ones. So yeah, um, Doctor. So yeah, the the bomb is going to detonate if he stops moving. Uh, Doctor Wells coaches Barry on how to vibrate his molecules so he can pass through objects. Which removes the bomb, so which is weird. Uh, I I guess like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like why it would remove just the bomb? Like wouldn't it remove his suit and everything else, or just 
just wondering because I mean the suit goes. I mean the comics always explain because it's kind of like Superman suit, like it's made for material with him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, the bomb thing around his wrist is something that has you know that that's happened. I know of at least one time in the comics. So yes, um, and this is just kind of like the the main Flash storyline. Uh, they, uh, Barry, uh, Barry provides an antidote to all the patrons and he captures the tricksters, uh, and, uh, to, uh, to, there's like a scene where, uh, basically, uh, Joe and Barry have to confront, uh, Eddie Thon, uh, and Barry reveals his identity to him. Boy, he just loves fucking revealing his identity to people lately. Uh, this is you, to talk Eddie into keeping Iris from looking into Dr. Wells because at this point they're all very suspicious of him. Um, there's also a whole flashback thing uh, as well um, that starts with uh, when Barry is a kid uh, and with reverse flash and everything. Uh, he's uh, escaping from the scene when he loses all of his speed. Uh, Gideon, the, uh, the future computer robot uh, Siri, whatever the fuck it is, uh, informs him that traveling back in time has drained his powers. Uh, he removes his mask to reveal Eobard Thawn, Glenn, not Harrison Wells as we know him, a completely different looking human being. Yep. Um, and he stalks, there's a, um, the real Dr. Wells is in with like his wife or his, his girlfriend. His wife, Tess. Yeah. Tess, right, and they're in a car crash. It's, well, it's his fiance, Tess. Yes, uh, and uh, Eobard stalks Doctor Wells and tells him like the fiance or whatever is laying there dead, and he gives Wells that line that we hear Wells say later on. It's something along the lines of like she's been dead for centuries or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and tells him that. Uh, he is going to build a, a working particle accelerator, but it won't be built until the year 2020. And he needs it to happen a little quicker than that. Uh, he then uh, kills Dr. Wells and steals his identity or his appearance. So he basically he... does what the mummy does in the mummy. Yes. Uh, so basically he does it so he can develop the particle accelerator sooner to return to his, uh, his own time. Uh, yeah, it was really weird. Uh, is uh, I'm I'm curious to know about yeah the two parter here. I want to know what your thoughts are on the episode, uh, like the stuff with Mark Hamill, obviously, and uh, how related or unrelated any of this stuff is with Thon uh, to the comics. What what were your thoughts on Tricksters? Well, as Aaron said when he was really mad when I said I wasn't necessarily surprised, I didn't have a holy shit moment like he did. Uh, you know, he even says that this, even the stuff that's never covered in the comics, and he is correct. Uh, this, this is not. Um, but it wasn't. We, you know, we've talked before. Something seemed even off when when they were doing that, and I, I, I always just had an inkling that there's something off with the speed mirage. Like I just, I don't see how it's that. Maybe there just, there's just got to be more to it. And the guy that they showed as he worked on, like he looks, you know, I would, I would believe that he could be related to. The guy who plays Eddie Thon, Rick yeah. Cosnett. Like I, I could believe that, and that was, uh, to me, that was smartly done. I like the flashbacks because then it. And the other thing I have a problem with, is like in today's day and age, like you can't just create a whole identity, especially in the community he's a part of. 
mm-hmm. with only 15 years of history. Like, uh, there's just no way. Right. There would be so many connections you would need to be able to climb through it. And, you know, he just used it, uh, you know, an existing person. And I, I liked how they did that. Uh, the Mark Hamill stuff, I thoroughly enjoyed. And I wanted to hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because it was like, oh, my God, are they really doing Silence of the Lambs? Is this really what they're doing? And that's exactly <laughs> what they did. Kind of, yeah. Um, And that was just... You know, and I wanted to hate the the references to things he has done in the past. I wanted to hate the <laughs> I'm your father. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't. I couldn't hate it. And I wanted to. He's so too bad. good. Yeah. And it was just, you know, you got, you know, like I said, it, it was it was a subtle version of his voice. It wasn't the the whole boisterous way he does it, because if you ever see him do the voice, he has to get really into it. And he like flails around and all yes. that kind of stuff. So. It was a much more controlled version of that, but it was, I mean, it was, you got to see him be the Joker and it was, it was fun. It was awesome because I've always wanted to to see him do it, but you know, I guess just prestige and and now it's age. He just, he's too old. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the tastes were there though. Like it was, it was, it was subtle, but it was at the same time, very noticeable. It was very, it was familiar. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that was, and that's, that was the thing. And it was just, it was great to actually see him do it. Cause he was fantastic. And it was, it was fun and goofy with the trickster stuff and the warehouse. And like, it was, it's it, to me, this episode is everything that flash should be. And it, it, it isn't at times it's, yeah. it, it's, and it is, it's hard to balance that line of being really cheesy, but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mel Gibbs is probably the only one who has done it as consistent. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's because it, he's a horrible person, Glenn. He can... <laughs> yeah, that's right. But no, it's just it was no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and you know, I don't understand what the the previews were because it's like this season on the Flash. Like, well, I guess you're talking about all the other th- like what's going to happen in this season. Well, I mean, there's I, only like. Uh... Uh, like six episodes left. So, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it was just man. They just threw a bunch of images at you. It's like, well, what's going to happen next week? <laughs> that's that's what I want to know. Not what's going to happen in the other episodes. What what's happening next week? So they did, and I'm relatively certain that the that preview was just for next week's episode. So I don't know. Yeah, I too was confused by that this season on the Flash. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's all next episode. Next episode, because they showed the they showed that clip during Arrow, right? And they didn't show any of the stuff that they showed you in the next season. So, mm. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll end up. I guess we'll find out. Uh, I too liked the episode. I I did not get to see like the super very beginning with Reverse Flash escaping Barry's house, uh, but that all makes sense about how he ends up. Uh, when he ended up running into to the real Dr. Wells. Yeah, and then, and the other thing, too, the, the speed uh, force, I mean, that is something that it is true. Mm-hmm. They they share this this energy. Yeah. So that's when Flash Barry, being uh, younger and faster, that is why right. he, uh, that's why Flash is a little bit better than him uh, at times. And it kind of ebb and flows on who controls the speed. That's why it's also harder for Barry to go back in time because of the reverse Flash also holding on to that energy so it's just not enough to go around so no it to me it makes a lot of sense because he's probably going to siphon it which is something he has done so uh yeah i mean and there's also that moment where uh when 
Barry is recreating speed and uh, Dr. Wells slash Thawne is, is telling him how to vibrate the, the molecules in his body so he can pass through solid objects. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the moment in his head where he realizes, holy shit, like he talked about this, like he knows what it's like. Yeah. Um, you know, so even though he doesn't know that Dr. Wells is Thawne, like he's another person entirely, he's now absolutely convinced 100% that he's reverse Flash, um, which took him long enough, I guess. Uh, I, what, what do you think of the... Uh, uh, did, did we ever go back and forth on this? Because uh, I, I feel like we have throughout the, the earlier episodes of the season where I felt like we kind of went back and forth as to whether or not Dr. Wells was going to end up being a bad guy because they were, they were making it ridiculously obvious yeah we were make, yeah we said it's obvious but i think we always i think i i know at least i always said like there, there's gonna be more to it because it's just too easy and what we know i and mean then... you were right too because you also thought he was going to uh to reveal himself as as thon so um and he is uh perhaps maybe not on the way we expected it to be like i thought maybe he was just going to be like dr wells is not my real name my real name is uh, you know, but it turns out he's just wearing a Dr. Wells suit, uh, I guess. Yeah, he is the alien from Men in Black. He is Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. So uh, what would you give Tricksters on the Geeky Glasses scale? Uh, I mean, I'll give it a four, and I, I, I'll say a soft four, because, like I said, I, I wanted to hate it, and that, that's my own biases against it. Um, but, it, you know, I liked it, and that's, you know, it's what it's supposed to do. But no, I liked it. I mean, there are certain things I didn't like. I don't, and it, it's not the show's fault. It's it's a network thing that I, I just they had to, they have to treat us like we're really dumb mm-hmm. uh, on certain. And that's you know a problem because we're watching Better Call Saul and watch Mad Men. You know shows that you know they don't have to spoon feed you everything. Right. And that that's my biggest problem with the show. But I don't blame the show for that. It's just. That's what network you're on. That's what they go for. It's just that's that's how you have to formalize it to right. get it on air. So uh, I'm right there with you. I'm giving it a four as well. Uh, it was a pretty darn solid episode for the most part. I mean, Mark Hamill really solidified the four <laughs> for me. Like, had he not been in it and they'd done something else, like if Snart was in it again or some shit, I doubt I would have enjoyed it nearly as much. But re- Mark Hamill really added that extra that extra boost and his whole performance was just great. Like I would like to see him back again and do more perhaps. Uh, I thought he was, I thought he was great. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I he should be in the spinoff. I was surprised by the Thon Dr. Wells scene. Uh, I didn't blow my fucking mind or anything like that, but uh, it, I did not see it happening like that. So I'm giving them credit for, uh, for surprising me, at least in that regard, like it, uh, ultimately I wasn't shocked that, Hey, the Dr. Wells, we know from the beginning of this series has not been a good guy that did not really shock me, but the way they went about it, I did not particularly see coming. So, uh, kudos, uh, to the, to the folks over at the flash. I am looking forward to next. Yeah, very clever. It is. And, uh, I am looking forward to, uh, to next week's episode. Uh, all right, man. So let us now move on to season three. I'm ready for whatever episode we actually get to see full Gorilla Grodd because I was super mm-hmm. stoked for that sewer scene. Oh, indeed. <laughs> the more Grodd, the better. 
okay, so now we're going to move on to sorry, I just <laughs> season three, uh, episode eighteen of Arrow, called Public Enemy. You either ascend to the calling of Rachel Ghoul, or you will spend the rest of your days in a cage. The Arrow. This man is a killer and a criminal. You're not going to take me prisoner. It's like the whole city has lost their minds. It's just one man. Shoot to kill him. Last time on Arrow, Glenn, uh, as everybody remembers, the, I believe it was the mayor. Was it the mayor who was killed? Yeah, the mayor was killed by Masio. Yeah, I'm sorry, Madam Mayor is what we, what we call the evil queen in Once Upon a Time. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, during this attack at the beginning of this episode, Ray Palmer is also hit in the chest and has to go to the hospital. Uh, Captain Lance issues an arrest warrant for the Arrow and his team with shoot to kill orders. Uh, realizing that Masio is the assassin, Oliver uses Nissa to track his location. Ray shows up uh, and again warns Oliver that not accepting his offer will continue to bring death. Uh, and he's like, hey, man, what, what, what are you going to do? You're going to lock me in a cage? Uh, it's like, you're not going to kill me. You want me to take over for you? And he's like, no, I'm not going to lock you in a cage. And then the police fucking show up and Oliver has to run for it. Uh, barely escapes. And uh, I believe he goes and hangs out over at Diggle's place. Man, can I crash at your place? Uh, yeah, like, can sure. I hang out at one of the other associates that they know also works at the Arrow's house? <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, that was a huge plot hole. I'm sorry. That is a major plot hole with what happens in this episode. Indeed. Well, I mean, do they? I mean, they know that. Like, do Captain they know Lance that knows. He knows. I mean, I know we haven't gotten that. I'm sorry, but it's like he knows all of this. That is at true. the time that he knows. You know, when he does this manhunt. Right, you think he'd go after like Felicity or Diggle yeah, or he knows I... about Harper. He he says their names. That's like right. why why wouldn't why wouldn't he send them after if that's what he wants? I just I don't I know why they can't do it because they can't just have Oliver Queen completely outed because then you don't have a fucking show. Mm-hmm. But the way you go about it is not to have the one guy who wants blood and vengeance. They're just fucking not act as a man who wants blood and vengeance. That's right. hundred uh, percent. And I think I figured out why Aaron was so excited about this episode because Felicity's mom shows back up. Yeah. Uh, after Ray's in the hospital and uh, the doctors have bad news. The bad news is that uh, there's a couple things they could do. They could do something or they could do nothing. And either way, it's possible that Ray's just going to die. Possibly one of the worst actors I've ever seen play a doctor. Oh, he was not particularly and, great. No, he was bad. <laughs> um, Ray's like, hey, what if I told you that I have these nanoprobe dudes that we could put into my bloodstream and they would go take care of this clot thing? No problem. And he's like, well, that would be super duper, but we've kind of got this policy <laughs> of not, uh, I mean, that's how good his acting is right now. I'm, yeah, we I'm can't doing do this. experimental stuff in this hospital. Yeah, not at all. That's against, uh, uh, it's against hospital policy. It's against the, the rules. Um, so basically, Felicity's mom's like, hey, you could do that. And she's like, uh, Sure. Long story short, they do it. And uh, Ray is fine. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> to uh, 
to push uh, to push Oliver to accept his offer, Raish kidnaps Captain Lance, and uh, and then he's like, "Hey, guess what? I'll tell you who the arrow is." And he's like, "Hey, how could I possibly fucking believe you?" And he's like, eh, "It's Oliver." And he's like, "I believe you." Uh, so with this knowledge, Captain Lance announces the revelation in a public address. Uh, with his back to the wall, Oliver decides to turn himself into police. However, in order to save Oliver, Roy, a.k.a. Arsenal, a.k.a. Red Arrow, a.k.a. Parkour Guy, dresses up as the Arrow and stops Oliver's transport van and gives himself up to police, insisting that he has been the Arrow this whole time. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, oh, in uh, in flashbacks, um, Oliver uh, finds... Uh, what was her name? Sh- Shadow? Shadow? Shadow's twin sister may may me me my yeah uh argus comes to find them but masio and tatsu arrive to take their kid back and uh then oliver tells her what happened to her sister and her father um slightly more going on in the flashbacks this week than in most i didn't hate it yeah but also i'm not sure what the point is but maybe the point is that the truth can set you free Perhaps. And it's also powerful and will throw you in jail. Yes. Uh, perhaps we will learn more as well as uh, as it goes on. We, I don't know. We shall see, I guess. Uh, so what did you think of uh, Public Enemy, sir? I will say this. As a singular episode, I actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Now, as part of a bigger narrative, it was god-awful. <laughs> so, so just forget get, uh, about the surrounding elements. You forget about that it's you know part of canon and this TV show. No, it's just this season is progressively getting worse and worse, and it's all because they're trying to make. I, I'm going to keep saying it. They keep trying to make a Batman, and now they're trying to escape from it. And I don't care how fucking wonderful they can have an Ozymandias type of ending, and I will still say this is the worst fucking season. Uh, I mean, it could it could all be wrapped up in a beautiful bow, and I'll be like, oh my god, that was just beautiful. But it will not change the fact that the journey we got there was incredibly dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, you know, again, like I say, with the, the bloodlust and, and and wanting vengeance and what this guy took away from him, it's just, it's like they're, they're to use Mike's phrasing, they're taking half measures when it comes to these characters. Yeah. And, and that's what's becoming a problem, because then it if you're going to commit to something, you need to commit. But now that the the way they're writing it, they're being non-committal on certain aspects. They're only wanting to go halfway. Mm-hmm. And with what you're doing in this show, you need to go that full extra mile because then it just becomes really trite and juvenile. And that's the biggest problem of the season. It's just been incredibly juvenile. Right. And I don't know why, because I enjoyed the first two seasons a lot. I really like season two. And even with the goofier stuff towards the end, I enjoyed it because it was pretty cool. And yep. with this one, it's it's just now that they're they're trying to play with the public realm and, and, and that kind of stuff. And it's just it doesn't work that way. And the same thing, like Rachel Ghoul, like there's a code that he has. Like he never outs Bruce Wayne because that's he knows that's not the way he could get him to join him. And that's right. They're like going the opposite of what the rule book is of how to do this. And being like, oh, well, we don't need to do that. And then doing their own thing. And just they're really butchering it. I really, They're really destroying the show. Um, I mean, 
I, uh, I like I thought the first half of the season was also pretty pretty good. Like it wasn't as good as no. The first seasons. half was was okay. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't bad, but really like ever since the fall, it is it, he has just kept falling. Oh yeah, the show has just kept falling. Yeah, I mean this this is a standalone episode by itself. Was again a totally fine episode. I liked it. Yeah, uh, there was there was not much to to dislike. Oh, however, you're right about how Captain Lance knows about like everybody, and they didn't bother to go to like any of their like oh. known whereabouts or anything. Why are like you that. wanting to expose them? And you're not fully trying. Like, yes, you're saying Oliver Queen, but you're not like fully exposing anything else. Like, it was just I, I didn't understand what was. Ha- I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Like. If you are a cop, you're going to follow all those leads. I mean, his daughter is one of them. He knows. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he. Can, I mean, I understand him not wanting to arrest her or throw her under the bus, but it's just, I, I don't, uh, he doesn't have any emotional ties to Felicity or Diggle or Diggle Baby Jr. Uh, That's right. Or Roy or Thea. Like, that. why isn't he just fully going after them? And of course, it ends with Roy Harper being the arrow and getting kidnapped and Oh, like now that it somehow is going to clean all of it's going to clear all of her queen's name. No, it's not because now people he is a suspect and maybe he'll get exonerated a second time. But guess what? When the arrow's still running around and Roy is in jail, like, are you really going to use the excuse that oh, the arrow could be any one of us? Like, no. I mean, maybe that's why he becomes. Maybe it's the guy he's really good friends with. Maybe that's maybe that's when he becomes Ray Ali Ghoul, I guess, because yeah. he realizes yeah. he can't go back to being the Arrow for the, the time. The only thing being. I could I can suggest is that maybe this is a way they turn into turn him into Green Arrow, right? And he becomes the super campier looking guy that we all know and love. Oh, perhaps. Um, I mean, I don't know or love that character, so like, it'll be a wait and see game for me, but. Um, as for this particular episode, I, um, like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, I even didn't mind the stuff with Ray and Felicity in the hospital. That was, uh, no. that was just totally fine stuff. There's a moment and where Ray... to see him become the Atom. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, just say the nanotech stuff. Yeah, well, the nanotech stuff, yeah, it does certainly hint at that, right? Yeah, that it's, maybe it's gonna fuck up his blood and make him turn small. Uh, perhaps, yeah. Um, and there was a moment where Ray told Felicity he loves her and she didn't know what to say in return. Uh, she didn't say the words back to him. Um, and then Felicity's mom has us talk with her about how, oh, she really just loves Oliver and that's why, uh, she can't say it. 10 seconds. Yes. And I knew in five. Um, you know, uh, that stuff was all fine. And that was like the worst of the episode, really, I thought. Yeah, like um, it, it's it's not a bad episode as like a single standalone, but yeah. as a greater a, whole, it's oof. yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it like a three and a half. I thought it was a fine episode. Um, it's like a wobbly three and a half, but a three and a half. I don't know what what, what did you think? All uh, all things told, I mean, I'll give as it a standalone. A okay, uh, as a standalone, probably like a three and a half, almost a four. Like I I did, I enjoyed it. It was very entertaining, but. If you're asking me to rate this episode as part of a bigger story, I'm going to give it like a two. Like it was just, it's no, you I don't, don't know what don't you're like, doing. You don't like the direction it's heading in. No, it's, it just, I keep saying it every week and then it just, eventually I'm just going to be hunched over, like crying on the floor and just be like, why, why God, why? Why do I have to review this every week? Yeah. I mean, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of the season. So I, I just, again, I, 
give me six more episodes of Better Call Saul and have next week be the season finale of Arrow. I I would enjoy that. Um, all right, so that's going to wrap up the show for uh, not just this week, but next week as well, because the shows are not actually coming back until April the 14th and 15th. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I guess I missed that part. They're taking a break. I missed it as well. I'm look. I'm just looking at the dates here for the next episodes, and it's April's. It's April fourteenth and fifteenth for, for both shows. So they're taking another break for some. Oh God! So they take a week off, and then Gotham comes back. Man, this is just not. Well, Gotham. Gotham's got to start building some steam too. It's also heading towards. It's been a while. Season. It's, it's been a month since we've watched that show. It has. So maybe with some fresh eyes, we'll see how. That all plays out. So Glenn and I will be back in a couple weeks on Flashing Arrow, talking season one, episode 18 of The Flash, called All-Star Team-Up, and season three, episode 19 of Arrow, called Broken Arrow. I really feel like they've done an episode with that title before. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. 